0: You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on The Grid Network.
1: Yo, what is up, folks? It's your boy Sports PSP. Welcome to another episode of Commanders Demand. As you all know, folks, it's a podcast in which your boy Sports PSP discusses things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Please go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, please like and subscribe to my social media Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Hope everyone's enjoying a fantastic day. Um, hope everyone is enjoying a marvelous summer, you know, spend as much time as you can outside, out on the basketball court or out on the beach or whatever it is that you're doing. Just be around loved ones, be around friends and family, you know, matter of fact, go take some time, go hop on the pool or whatever. So, um, folks, man, enjoy as much time. You know, I, I really do not want to talk about this because I hate dwelling on the past. And it's regarding an article from ESPN. Um, from ESPN's, I want to give make sure I give credit where credit is due, Don Van Natta Jr. and Seth Wickersham. It's a report in which Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the National Football League, as well as Commanders owner Daniel Snyder, accused of leaking emails from former Raiders of uh, Raiders head coach John Gruden that led to his departure from the Raiders. Um, look, back in October of 2021, John Gruden who joined the Raiders back in 2018 after spending his time in ESPN being a color analyst for Monday night football on ESPN joined the Raiders. I think he signed a 10 year, $100 million contract in October of 2021. He was forced to resign from the Oakland Raiders after emails of him using homophobic as well as misogynistic language you know at the time daniel snyder the owner of the washington commanders he and the organization they were accused and there was an investigation of sexual harassment sexual misconduct in the workplace in which snyder was accused of for so long um john gruden according to the wall street's journal um Used a racial slur against NFL PA Demoris Smith, saying that uh, calling him dumb Boris and saying that he has lips the size of Michelin tires, and then the New York Times later released an article breaking down Gruden using homophobic and misogynistic language. Um, you know. John Gruden has his, had his eye on Commissioner Goodell. You know, back then he filed a lawsuit against the league, also claiming that Roger Goodell, reading an article here from CBS Sports from Jordan Dejani, created a, quote, malicious and orchestrated campaign to leak the damning emails. Um, believe it or not, folks. Not only Roger Goodell is being accused of these emails. Daniel Snyder. I'm gonna read you this last sentence right here. The U.S. House of Representatives Oversight Committee, on the other hand, released a report indicating Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder was the perpetrator. This is the rest of the article that I'm reading from CBS Sports jo- Jordan Dejani. If Snyder was to leak, his dirty bomb blew up in his face. He recently finally agreed to sell the Commanders after a very tumultuous, after a very, um. let me read it right here, after a very tumultuous few years, something many believed he would never do. According to a lengthy piece published by ESPN on Wednesday, Snyder may have been able to remain team owner if it were not for the Gruden email leaks. And this is what a source close of a source close to Snyder told ESPN. He was free and clear that October. He had just weighed out his suspension and left everything blown over. The source close to ESPN is um, again told. The source close to Snyder told ESPN. It goes further. A major miscalculation. Without the leaks, he might have just survived. Now, according to NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy. The NFL and Roger Goodell have denied the allegations of leaking the John Gruden emails as well as Daniel Snyder's attorney. And according to the ESPN, um, according to ESPN, four unnamed owners claimed that Snyder knew exactly what he was doing as far as leaking the emails. They uh, accused Snyder of allegedly sending the emails. here are my thoughts regarding the whole situation. Um, you know, I I, I I don't like to touch on this subject because again, I have told y'all how I feel before about Daniel Snyder. I want him gone. I want him removed. And I just feel like he was the reason that he was holding the organization back. Now, again, if these accusations are true, then it is what it is. But at the same time, when I look at John Gruden, the reason why, even if it was true, here's how I look at it with John Gruden. He was let go. Because, A, the emails, which were offensive, which were homophobic, which were misogynistic and racist. And then on top of that, his production. It's easy to let go of somebody who is unproductive as well as someone who is, dare I say, toxic. And we don't, I don't know whether it's true or not. Still, it does not absolve John Gruden for saying the things that he said in those emails. And the other thing that I have a problem with, the four anonymous owners. Why are you not putting your name out there? If this is true, according to you, if you say Daniel Snyder had something to do with this, why don't you say anything? Are you afraid of the repercussions? Ah, uh, reading an art um uh, reading the comments here. Um it's my boy Dev and definitely we're going to have you on the podcast soon my man and I definitely want to hear what you have to say regarding the news about this subject if you feel free to weigh in. But again, that's up to you. Again, if these anonymous owners, you got to put your name out there. What are you afraid of? Daniel Snyder is going to sell the team to Josh Harris who's the part owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, part owner of the New Jersey Devils. What are you afraid of? Why won't you put your name out there? Are you afraid of the repercussions from Commissioner Goodell or Daniel Snyder? Are you afraid that Daniel Snyder might take legal action against y'all? Like, what are you afraid of? Whether if it's true or not, it still doesn't excuse or absolve John Gruden with the emails. What he said to Bruce Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington Commanders. The reason why is because Washington at the time, the reason why we wanted to know about the emails, because again, Washington was accused of sexual misconduct, sexual harassment in the workplace that also involved Daniel Snyder. If this, uh, whether if it's true or not, it still doesn't excuse or let John Gruden off the hook. He said what he said in those emails. And if you read the things that he described um, calling Roger Goodell, which I will not, which I will not say. All I can, all I can tell you to do is just go look it up and see for yourself in which language, very derogatory, homophobic, offensive. Whether if it's true or not, it still doesn't let John Gruden off the hook. And um, look, the NFL and Daniel Snyder, their parties have come out. As I said, the spokesperson said that the NFL denies the allegations as well as Daniel Snyder's attorney. So that's all I'm going to leave it on. Really uncomfortable subject for me to discuss, but at the same time, folks, it is, it, it is what it is. I have to speak on it. um. So I'm going to leave it there. So. I got my boy. Dev. He's going to be on the podcast. Uh, he's going to be on. Matter of fact. Let me add him on right here. See if I could try to. Get him on. Let us see. Sorry folks. I'm still not the greatest in the world. When it comes to. Um social media hold on let me see if i could try to fix it up my fault dev i'm still not the greatest in the world when it comes to this type of stuff man take your time though take your time but anyway man hey we'll, we'll just rock with whatever we got to work with we'll we'll improve it but dev my man Thank you for hopping on. For those who may not know who Dev is, he has a podcast called At The Bank Podcast in which he discusses things about the Baltimore Ravens, and we're definitely going to discuss about the Baltimore Ravens in just a sec, man. How you doing, my man?
2: Man, I'm doing good, man. Just got done working out, you know what I mean, hitting the courts a little bit, so I'm feeling real good. How about you?
1: Oh oh no, I, I, oh I'm glad you hitting up the ball course too. That's what I've been doing in the meantime in this summer, you know, just trying to enjoy my summer, take it one day at a time, man. Um how's life, man? How's everything going?
2: Man, life is going good, man. Can't complain, man. You know, kids just got done um having their graduation. My son's birthday was yesterday, so everything is going good. I can't complain.
1: Oh man, I mean by the way, congratulations to your kids' graduation, man. That's what's up. It's always important for the kids to graduate, you know, get that education, do whatever they gotta do, man. Um, you heard what I had to say regarding the whole um news regarding Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, according to a report from ESPN, um, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, and Daniel Snyder were accused of leaking emails from John Gruden. Led to his departure as you know in October of 2021, John Gooden was let go of the Las Vegas Raiders. He was forced to resign from the team because of the emails of him using homophobic, racist, misogynistic language. What's your Mm -hmm. thoughts about that? And before I let you have the floor, I want to give a shout out to my man Brandon Tillman. What up, guys? Flock Nation. You know, we're going to talk about the Ravens, man. So what's your thoughts about the report from what I told you?
2: um, It's not – there's no room in the NFL for that. And I, I hate for a person that gets forced out of his job. But if John Gruden is going back doing all these misogynistic emails and stuff like that, man, that's no place. You are there to coach. You're not there to make judgments of anybody uh, or, or belittle anybody in that nature. You are there to coach a group of guys to ultimately win the goal. It's the Super Bowl. So all that, you know, them emails, it, it's it's no room for in the game for this. You know, what I mean it is I believe that majority of, of these owners or some of these high power coaches can get away with certain stuff. And like I said, I, I hate for John Gruden to be forced out, but there's no room for uh, uh trying to be little or, or being misogynistic to people.
1: Right. I mean, whether if the allegations are true or not, the bottom line is. He said what he said in those emails, you know, mm-hmm. him calling Damaris Smith, the Boris and saying he has lips the size of Michelin tires. And then after that, you know, as I mentioned, the New York Times highlighted, um, broke down the story of him using homophobic and misogynistic language. Two right. things. We, we don't know whether Daniel Snyder or Roger Goodell got involved. But at the same time, that still doesn't excuse John Gruden for what he said. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. So I'm glad that we spoke about this, man. But as you know, football season, it's, it's almost around the corner, my man. Now, how do you feel about your Ravens, dog? I know you are a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. Yes, you, sir. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson in just a second. But how do you feel about the team overall?
2: Um, so far, I, I'm I'm feeling real good about this year's team. I'm, you know, getting rid of Greg Roman and starting over with a new uh, offensive coordinator and starting – fresh with a new voice also check out that episode on my uh at the bank podcast a new Mm -hmm. voice um Todd Monken is we needed that and I believe that this is going to open up Lamar's uh potential of him reclaiming another MVP on this list
1: Mm. speaking before we get into Lamar in just a second who do you think the player on your team in your opinion is going to have a breakout season in your opinion On the offense or defense side, it doesn't matter. However, whoever you want, whoever you want. Um, I'm thinking that
2: Rashard Bateman will have a breakout season because he has more um room to to move around. I think that he's going to be our number one wide receiver. I think that he's supposed to be our number one wide receiver. Um, so I think bringing in OBJ is going to have a, a big decoy. I'm not saying that OBJ is always going to be a decoy, but he you know that he's going to demand a lot of attention. So if he demanded a lot of attention and our top rank tight end demands a lot of attention also. So I think that's going to open up Rashard Bateman more in the passing game. And the way Todd Munkin is trying to run this offense, I think it's going to fit him best. So I'm thinking that Rashard Bateman is going to have a breakout year this year.
1: Speaking of Odell, and I think Rashad Bateman, the only problem with him is just durability. Yes. But yes. when he's healthy, I mean, he could be he, – he's somebody who's got great speed. He's somebody who can definitely contribute. I remember that big game he had week two against the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of potential. But I'm glad that you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. And mm-hmm. before – um, let me get into it real quick – wrote uncensored network he said my dog dev you already know he also got rod was... right
2: there real good dude real good dude
1: oh and rod's starting to be my boy too he said the <laughs> line is scary no question about that and we're going to talk about the commanders in just a second and then brandon responded how many years did washington commanders sign eric the enemy i don't know exactly how many years but the bottom line is hell I'll have him. I believe sooner than (laughs) later he's going to be the new head coach for the team in the Mm -hmm. aftermath of Ron Rivera. But speaking of Odell Beckham Jr., he got injured last year. He sat out the entire season a -hmm. year after the Rams won the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals. How do you feel about Odell? Because I still think Odell can still contribute, and I definitely think he could be a mentor to not only Rashad Bateman, but also Zay Flowers as well from Boston College. How do you feel about Odell? I like
2: Odell. Now the only thing I felt like this a little bit of reach was the money that we gave Odell for this, for that one year contract. But when you want somebody as bad, you know, what I mean, you 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 take you go what it takes. You get uh, you do what it takes to get them. But other than that, I think um, Odell is going is a big contributor. I know a lot of our fans know a lot of us probably think, thinking that Odell Beckham has to be a number one. I'm trying to tell y'all, he he do not have to be a number one. I think Odell Beckham, can we can still have a good season with him ha, averaging maybe about 550 yards total by the end of the season. He doesn't have to be the explosive Odell Beckham that he was in the Giants. He don't have to try to be the guy that he tried to be in the Browns. And he most definitely don't have to be the guy in the Rams, how he was with the Rams. Like I said, with, like you mention Zay Flowers. That's going to mm-hmm. be a guy. That's going to be that deep down the stretch field that can open can up some things. Yep, and you know it, it's going to open up more things. Odell Beckham, uh, a lot of people don't give him credit for. He's a good route runner also. Very so good if, route runner. If he can, if he's still crystal on routes, then a lot of these DBs is not going to be ready for OBJ this year.
1: Hmm. Now, speaking of which, and he finally has a quarterback other than Matthew Stafford to throw him the football, he's got Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Now, it's been the past couple of seasons, we were like wondering, when is Lamar Jackson, when is the deal finally going to get done? Um, He went on Twitter about months ago telling the Ravens that he wanted to be traded, but ultimately, he finally got the deal done. How do you feel about that? Lamar is still going to stick around for the Baltimore Ravens. Finally, man. It's like <laughs> finally
2: that deal is about two and a half years too late, man. But it, it was a great thing that we signed Lamar because, like I said, we didn't change our whole identity of our team and offense for it to be Lamar. Um, offense. So I think that, like I said, getting rid of Greg Roman. I'm not saying that Greg Roman was a bad offensive coordinator. That's not, right. let me just say that. He he opened up things for Lamar to to be an MVP. He opened up things for Lamar to even get this big contract. But now that uh we didn't switched over to a new offensive coordinator, I think that now Lamar's great check off the rest of the boxes that the NFL wants to see. Can he hit corner passes? Can he uh throw on the blitz? Can he read the safety? Stuff like that and and most definitely can he just be an efficient passer? And I think this is going to be the year that he finally is going to shut a lot of people up. Were you
1: ever worried or concerned about whether the deal was going to be done? Because a lot of people constantly bring up the fact that yeah, Lamar Jackson has a great record and he's been to multiple pro bowls, won a league MVP first since Brady to unanimously. Mm-hmm. But the past couple of years, people constantly bring up them injuries that he had. Um, I've still felt like, look, and and I've said this before. I agree with RG3 when Michael Vick said that Lamar should have just strapped up, played in that playoff game against the Bengals. But Mm RG3 said, look, I know exactly where Lamar is coming from because before Lamar, you could make an argument RG3 was that dude, that electrifying quarterback, and Mm -hmm. what happened in his first and last playoff game that he played against the Seattle Seahawks. He was never the same from taking all those punishments and the knee injuries. And I felt like Lamar made the right choice Mm -hmm. because he had to make a business decision. Yeah, I would love to play. And Lamar Jackson, of course, he would want to play. But at the same time, if I do that, it's going to jeopardize my career and it's going to jeopardize my opportunity as far as making the money. So -hmm. what's your thoughts about that?
2: I, I I agree with you. I think Lamar had did the right business decision. You got to take care of yourself because the, the best ability in the NFL is availability. And mm-hmm. if you're not available uh, due to injuries and like I said, he, yes, he was, you know, avail- his availability was terrible or getting bad towards the end um, of the season that, cause that was two years back to back that he didn't finish the season, but he did the right move because RG three, we seen how he took that hit from Nada that really kind of got the bring about that start yeah. that, that, that injury you know what I mean and and he tried his best to go out there because he was your face of the uh franchise during that time and mm-hmm. I think that if if he had better voices in his head in a, in his ear to say like look you know what I mean we are already going to make the playoffs you are already going to be solidified rookie of the year all that take care of your health I think we will still see rg3 around a little bit maybe in the backup role like he was when he came here but i think he would have lasted a little bit longer but you know when you when you try to be that guy sometimes being that guy just not being that guy
1: (laughs) yeah no no question about that i think when i look at lamar jackson he is clearly a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. for me, there are quarterbacks I have above him. I have Patrick Mahomes, number one. I have Burrow, number two. I have Josh Allen, three. I actually got Jalen Hurts, four. I got Justin Herbert, five. I got Rogers, six. Ooh, Wait, what, 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 what's your thought? Huh? What's your thought about what? Nah, what I, I was
2: with you. I was with you for, you know, with the first five, maybe. But once you threw Justin Herbert in front of him, like, How how did Justin Herbert
1: get there? I mean, look, people rave about Justin Herbert. They rave about his arm. They rave about how the way he throws the football and stuff. But a lot of people say that Justin Herbert, they look at the fact, you know, he's surrounded by a bad head coach and Brandon Staley, the defense, and all these other things that they constantly bring up with Justin Herbert. I have Lamar at seventh. I think with the Ravens, if he's healthy, and with that defense, because the Ravens, we all know, mm-hmm. when it comes to defense, that's their signature and forte. And I think this could be a great year for Lamar Jackson to throw probably close to 4,000 yards. I think this may be the year mm-hmm. you can get to 4,000 with the new offensive coordinator and the weapons. So not only they took care of Lamar as far as the money, they finally gave him some weapons to work with. So now we can finally end this to bed with Lamar not having any weapons I think this is a good year for the Ravens to possibly get to the AFC championship game because at some point in time we got to stop seeing Kansas City hosting the AFC and Buffalo and then there's Cincinnati there's New York how do you feel about the Ravens do you think they have a great chance of getting to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game? I
2: think we are the team that have the best ability to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs from the AFC. Mm. I, I really do. I think this is the year. because um, Like you said, this is going to be the year that Lamar throws 4,000 yards. If Lamar can throw 4,000 yards and he only threw just getting to 3,000 on his MVP year. You know what and I mean? Like
1: and the NFL in touchdown passes as well. And you right. got and you and we forgetting all the great weapons except with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: They got Mark Andrews, one of the be- best tight ends that we still have in the game. Top four, top five, in my opinion. I give him
2: top two to me. <laughs> wait, wait, is- but you have him over Kittle? Yes. Wow. I, I wow. believe that because Kittle, Kittle... Number one, his quarterback play is always up and down, you know what I mean? Even though Kittle is still productive, whatever quarterback he's out there, but I, I feel like his quarterback play kind of brings him down, and then he have way more weapons than anybody else, really. You know, he, he has a Debo Sanders. He has a Christian McCaffrey. He has a Brandon um, IU, He has uh, – who else they have? Um, they had like – multiple talents on that on that offensive side so i feel like george kittle kind of get lost in that offense a little bit I, I i feel like he don't be he don't put his imprint on the game as much as the kelsey and the mark andrews in my opinion
1: okay okay and um hi, lastly before we move on to the commanders john harbaugh now john harbaugh and we're gonna talk and we're gonna relate to him in just a second as we mentioned the commanders Mm-hmm. Excellent head coach, numerous AFC championship appearances, been mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. How do you feel about Harbaugh, man?
2: I love me some John Harbaugh, man. I I believe he he, he actually started this play like a Raven culture. And mm-hmm. he is keeping it going and he, he, it doesn't change, you know, no matter what players come in, what player uh what quarterback it is, play like a Raven. And John Harbaugh um only thing he gets he, he kind of gets me on is sometimes he doesn't take the right points. It's mm. because that you you got the greatest kicker on the field, on your sideline. Why not use him at times? Why sometimes you want to keep going this fourth and five and stuff like that? This guy made a 65-yarder, one of the strongest legs and one of the most accurate kicker kickers in the world. So why are we not using him at times? So that's the only thing that gets me with John Harbaugh, but yes. I believe that he, he fits our coaching. He should be our coach until he, his time is up. But also, I believe that this offense is, is really dependent on John, John Harbaugh's time with us. I believe mm-hmm. that this, if this offense don't start clicking, I think people will start uh, hunting for his job again.
1: All right. All right. And I think Justin Tucker has a chance to make it to the Hall of Fame because oh, out of the way yes. he kicks the football and stuff like that. When it comes to kickers, of course, you think Adam Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. Justin Tucker has to be up there. I'm not saying he's better than Adam Vinatieri, but if you think of kickers, he has to belong in that category as far as getting to the Hall of Fame. I believe he definitely belongs there. Most definitely. So let's talk about some Washington commanders. And by the way, that is one of the teams we got that thought priest, about you know. getting Lamar Jackson, but I just, I just didn't see it because Baltimore to D.C., and ain't no way in hell Baltimore doing that.
2: We were letting him coming down 95 like that. No way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they definitely, I mean, it would have been great for Eric B and and we're going to talk about him in just a second, but mm-hmm. let's talk about the commanders. Now this is a team that is predicted to finish last place in the division. Mm-hmm. I've been on the record saying that they should tank the rest of the season to try to get their hands on that dude from USC, Caleb Williams. Because I feel like Washington too many times, they win enough games not to get a top pick, but they don't mm-hmm. win enough games to make the playoffs every single year. And when you look at the NFC East, Dallas is better than them. Philadelphia is better than them. The Giants are better than them. I believe this may be the last year for Ron Rivera. And if that's the case, Eric Bieniemy. And the thing and, and the reason why I want to talk about Eric the Enemy so much because what does he and John Harbaugh have in common? They came from the Andy Reid coaching tree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think Eric the Enemy too many times has been treated unfairly. And by the way, hold on. Rod said commanders nine DC. Okay, they're in Maryland. No, we know, we we know we, Rod. We know <laughs> you ain't gotta remind us. But when I think of Eric the enemy, he has been accused. Of not calling the plays on offense, but I've never heard that with John Harbaugh. I've never heard that with Matt Nagy. I've never heard that with Doug Peterson. How do you feel about Eric Bieniemy? Do you think he should be a head coach? I think he should. What What's your thoughts about Eric Bieniemy?
2: Eric Bieniemy should have been a head coach at least three years ago. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like teams are overlooking them, and and, and I think that the reason he took this commander's job is because Ron Rivera was on his last wing. I, mm. I think that if, if the commanders can't get things together within the first quarter of the season, I think that that will be Ron's exit out. And I think that that will be our, the enemy transition. I, I honestly think that's the only reason why he took that job.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah, I I agree with you. I think this may be the end for Ron Rivera, and I appreciate what Ron Rivera has done as far as the defensive side, especially with the defensive linemen that we have, Jonathan Allen, De'Ron Payne. Now, there are two other players on that defensive line that we have to address, which is Montez Sweat, who's possibly going to enter free agency, and then there's Chase Young, of course. Now, there have been reports about him being traded to either the Detroit Lions and one of your arch rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How Mm. do you feel about uh, Chase Young? Should he remain with the Washington Commanders? Because no one has ever doubted or questioned his talent. Mm. It's been durability. That's been the issue with Chase Young. How do you feel about him?
2: Um, I feel like Chase Young most definitely is a great potential for y'all. I think that Chase Young most definitely should. Um, he got to step it up. He most definitely has to step it up this year. Um, it was a rumor. It's also a rumor that it's a potential trade from us to y'all. That we would yes. trade Patrick Queen to uh, for Chase Young. Also,
1: how um, do you feel about that?
2: I like Queen, but we need an edge rusher. So I w- I would take that deal. We need we need some somebody that can get pressure on the quarterback, and that's what Chase Young brings to the table. Um, for y'all, I think that y'all will. I think if Chase Young don't have a good season this year, y'all will choose Montrez Sweat over Chase Young, and I think y'all will I let agree. Chase Young walk out. Um, if he come to the Steelers, which I hope he don't, because we don't want to deal with Chase Young and, and TJ, uh, Watt. T.J. Watt. So right. I really hope that deal don't go through. <laughs>
1: And I'm glad – and, and you, you said everything that I said. I said if I had a choice between Montez Sweat or Chase Young, I would probably keep Sweat, take care of him, because if I lose Chase Young, I can't lose Montez Sweat because Montez Sweat is a dude who we stole back in that 2019 draft. We took him with the 26 overall pick. He ran a 4-4 at the combine. Montez Sweat has pro bowl potential. This is a dude that can get you double-digit sacks. I think he can get you double-digit sacks. As for Chase Young, if we can't take care of him, fine. Let's trade him. I'd rather trade him than lose him for nothing. At least get something in return. We're not going to get a first-round pick in return for Chase Young. I don't know, maybe a fourth or a fifth for Chase Young and maybe a player. Something like that. That's how I look at it with Chase Young. And Rod, again, thank you for the comments. The enemy about lineup, Ron Rivera, I asked in the comment section, should Eric the enemy be a head coach in the NFL? I mean, look, Ron Rivera, and remember, early on he had health issues. Mm -hmm. So we have to factor that in, and he's getting up there in age. I think EB can definitely do a great job with the commander's offense. And plus, if he can help this offense, especially with Sam Howell, (laughs) Then we can finally end this to bed about the offensive plays. But I said before, man, and you didn't like it. I thought that Washington should take the rest of the season to try to get their hands on Caleb Williams, who is from D.C. But you had a problem with that, Dev. Why why is that?
2: You know, I'm not a big fan of tanking. You know what I mean? If your team sucks, you suck. But if you got to put the best team out there and try to win. You know what I mean? But. If, if, if that's y'all if that's y'all mo man because I I, I I would hate for the ravens to tank just to get a player it was like no nah, if he falls but you, and all w- that, but
1: you win it, that's the th- that's the thing about y'all y'all use but to do winning. you
2: but do you win when's the if-
1: last time we've won we ain't won the championship <laughs> since 1991 do, we yeah but last- but you that's because of Dan Snyder. Snyder it, but, far too long. but
2: I believe once Snyder leaves that building, that bad vibe will leave that building too. You know what I mean? Once Snyder leaves, um, most definitely all the all the negative comments, all that stuff that he was doing about is gone. So that's fresh house there. Then if Ron wants, if he can't do as well and he leave and RB right, enemy step up and be the head coach. That's fresh. That's that's good talent. Sam Howe is not a good is not the best quarterback. I I understand that's your frustration with Sam Howe, but Sam Howe is a decent quarterback. He was able to move your offense a little bit last year, a little bit more than Heineke, just a little bit better.
1: I would have definitely loved him more than Carson Wentz. That dude was holding us back.
2: That was the wrong move. I don't know why people had their high hopes up on Carson Wentz. He he deserved to be a backup or he deserved to be in the XFL.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, look, man, I, I told everybody, I damn sure didn't want Carson Wentz because in Indianapolis, He was supposed to flourish and succeed. You had Frank Wright as your dude there. You had that offensive line. Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in rushing in 2021. So you had every opportunity for you, if you're Carson Wentz, to flourish, and you failed. You go to Washington. The rest of the NFC East is familiar with you. Philadelphia, Dallas, New York, and they think, this dude in Washington is going to actually do something? (laughs) Nah, he ain't going to do shit. He ain't going (laughs) to do a goddamn thing for us in Washington. I saw more from Taylor Heineke and I saw more from Sam Howell. But speaking of Sam Howell, he was drafted in the fifth round out of North Carolina. And in case, if we don't get Caleb Williams, there's another quarterback by the name of Drake May. I wouldn't mind if we get our hands on him if Mm -hmm. we end up getting a top five pick. But Sam Howell, when you look at him, 6'1", 225, got a strong enough arm. People rave about his quiet leadership. They rave about, you know, his awareness. How do you feel about him? Um, from the things, the little
2: pieces I've seen from him last year, I think I think he's a decent quarterback. Like I said, I don't think he's going to be the guy that wins you all the division. And I don't think he's going to be the guy that can lead you all. He's not going to be Brock Purdy. But I think that Eric bien can lease – try to see if anything that is and try to get something out of him a little bit because I, I like I said I don't know too much of him but the the when he played us in the preseason he was kind of moving the ball for y'all he um was. he he was able to able to, to play bully ball a little bit because he can he, he's not a quarterback that you're gonna take down in one hit because like you say he's six one two something so mm. you know what I mean he, he, he has that round body enough that Uh, maybe a DB is not going to take him down, but you know, a a linebacker is most definitely going to have to be the one that takes him down. So, I I see the potential. I'm not saying he's going to win y'all the division, but I think he he can give y'all a best chance. I don't think that tanking is is the route to go <laughs>
1: <laughs> then what do you see uh before uh, i get to the comment um let's read a little bit of these comments your boy rod says send chase young to new england patriots you want
2: everybody in the patriots
1: <laughs> bill belichick wouldn't mind him bill belichick knows a thing or two about defense um guy from newark my ravens going to the super bowl yeah it's a possibility i mean This may be the team that could challenge the Cincinnati Bengals in that division if Lamar stays healthy and with that defense. A lot of people keep bringing up the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. We don't know. We got to wait and tell about that with uh, Deshaun and the Steelers. Look, the only thing that they got is Mike Tomlin. I mean, man has never had a losing record under (laughs) his watch. I mean, and, and, and he a black dude. I love I, – I mean, I'm happy that he's still in the NFL, man. I don't know how he does it. And then um, another comment from Rod, Jacoby Brissett, a.k.a. Jason <laughs> Campbell, 2.0. That's actually that, – that, that's, that's a pretty good comparison. Jason Campbell was actually solid during those times in Washington. I mean, I can't discount that. But um, let's talk about the rest of the Washington Commanders offense. Mm-hmm. We got Terry McLaurin, who is a lot of people say he's a top ten receiver in the NFL. We got a dude and Jahan Dotson out of Penn State had a good year. And I think and he's been talking about how this is gonna be a breakout year for him. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. How do you feel about with the commander's offense? I mean, because there are some questions about the offensive line. We're not there with the offensive line. Mm -hmm. But when you look at some of these pieces, we do have some potential. It's just the issues with the offensive line and the quarterback. But how do you feel about it? I think that
2: um, y'all got, like I say, you got great potential. I I, I can see y'all. McLaren is most definitely knocking on the door of being one of the top wide receivers in this game. So if if bien enemy can most definitely open up some 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 offense for him, I think that Sam that's going to be Sam Howe's guy. I think that you're going to see a lot of that Sam Howe and and, and and McLaren action. Um, Dobson, pretty decent guy. I like him. He he's 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 aggressive. The only thing I don't like about it is is his durability a little bit you know what I mean at, at times he he's not in the lineup a lot so if he can stay durable this year I, I think that y'all have some y'all have some y'all have some pieces that can scare some teams that's not a strong playoff run you know what I mean so I I think that as long as y'all can take care of the games y'all supposed to have I think that y'all can make some noise now like I said I don't see y'all I don't see y'all climbing past the Cowboys or or the Eagles, but the Giants are still wide open a little bit. Saquon Barkley still haven't signed his um tender his tenure yet. So you you gonna be having that little bit of dysfunction a little bit with the Giants. So and we still not I'm still not really sold on Danny Dimes yet
1: of uh, being the quarterback for the Giants. So his agent gotta be agent of the year. Oh, most
2: definitely. He mo- I, I I thought Jalen Hurts had the agent of the year, but Danny Dimes, whoever his agent is, man, whoo, shout out to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. But but and also shout out to Jalen Hurts's agent, Nicole Lynn. I think that's her name. Yes, that's sir, what happens when you give a woman, a black woman, an opportunity? Watch what they can do. Um, your boy God from Newark, he says, Sam Howell's going to look better than he actually is because of Eric the Enemy. Mm-hmm. EB might be your ha- next head coach. I don't rule out that possibility, but if Sam Howell, if he could be at best a top 10, top 12 quarterback and he could actually get us a couple of division titles, I wouldn't mind that because we haven't had the, uh, 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 a solid quarterback in a while going back to Kirk Cousins. Because mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins had multiple seasons of 4,000 yards. But the problem with Kirk Cousins, he dude who just bag. can't win the big games. And he won that win the big. <laughs> but, but one thing we know for a fact with Kirk Cousins, homeboy knows how to get paid. That, yeah. that That's the fact right there.
2: Fully guaranteed.
1: Uh, Brandon Tillman, he said, how many years did Washington Commanders sign Deron Payne? Actually, I'm reading it right here. A league source confirmed to The Athletic. It's a four-year Ninety million dollar contract, including sixty million dollars guaranteed. So happy for DeRon Payne. Had a great season, best year of um his career last season. Double digit sacks, made the Pro Bowl. So very happy for him. And also, folks, I uh, I put in a question in the comment section. Washington's record for the season. I hope. I mean, you may disagree with me about taking for the season, but it's real. <laughs> but in all honesty, the, I see this team possibly going maybe six and 11, 7 and ten at best, because I just don't see them winning the division. Because Dallas, they got—I mean, Dallas—they got a great defense. The only issues with them is the quarterback that they have in Dak Prescott. I don't think Dak is top ten. I, I just don't see that. You look at the Eagles. They loaded. They should, call, matter of fact, they should call themselves the Philadelphia Bulldogs because they keep acquiring <laughs> talent from the Georgia team. They get Jalen Carter, then they get um, Dean. They, they get all these dudes, man, from Georgia. I mean, winners. I mean, what more could you possibly ask? And then when you look at the Giants, they got to find a way to take care of Saquon. And unfortunately for Saquon, you know, the running back situation because at 26. <laughs> You know, may not be an opportunity. I mean, you got to find a way to take care of that money. So um, I'm going to read a couple of comments. Rod said, Sam Howell is not the guy, and the Commanders will be drafting a quarterback from Howard. Well, Howard (laughs) University, I mean, if we get another black quarterback, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, Doug Williams was the first black quarterback in Super Bowl history to win a Super Bowl, so I wouldn't mind that at all. And Washington Commanders can beat the Cowboys. This is what Brandon said. I wouldn't rule that out, though. Yeah, I wouldn't rule even, that out either. Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out because, again, we saw what Washington Washington did last year in the season finale against the Dallas Cowboys. Brandon, uh, I'm just saying, Barry, who does a great job at the Grid Network, anyone who knows him is a Dallas Cowboy fan. I don't think he would like that comment. This my show, I don't give a damn what Barry has to say to help with him with his Dallas Cowboys. Love Barry, but I can't stand Dallas Cowboy fans. They are just as delusional as it gets, man. Um, Let's continue on with, with the Commanders, man. I, I, I told y'all about that stadium.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That stadium is a shit show, bro. That, <laughs> may, that may be the worst stadium. Dev, I know you've seen the videos of when Jalen Hurts was about to leave the stadium you saw the fans falling in man how do you feel about what's what's it going to take for the commanders with the new ownership to turn it around and become a winning establishment
2: it's going to have to start from the top like you said that ownership that ownership is going to have to be willing to spend money because like i said a stadium they 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 supposed to do maintenance on the stadium every year it's no way in hell that y'all stadium should be falling apart like that like Who's your maintenance crew? Y'all they, they need to get them on the line, man. <laughs> but um the ownership most definitely is gonna have to take money. But I think y'all commander fans have to start raving about a new uh stadium. I think that calling in, sending letters, putting up signs, riding, maybe not, maybe not even going to the FedEx field um as as much to to show that a new stadium is is most definitely deserve and be put in DC. (laughs) You can't be called Washington commanders. If you're not even going to be in Washington.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, definitely. But the one thing they definitely going to do, they're going to, they have a ton of money in free agency. Mm -hmm. So they have a ton of money. The money is not going to be the problem. The problem is how are you going to attract free agents to come play in Washington to how are you gonna make yourself an attractive commodity?
2: I think that the way you make yourself an attractive commodity is start winning. Tanking yeah. ain't gonna make y'all a high commodity. But if I think that if if Eric enemy, the, the guy, the offensive coordinator that we know that he is, if he can if he can somehow win some of these games to, to actually have Washington in in playoff position. Things you know, I mean, it, it can it can start looking appealing that people would love to come to Washington.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely, man. And the good thing about it with Sam, how he's making less than three billion dollars, so we have enough money right there, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. And besides, we have enough money, folks. And according to Pro Football Focus, um, they did a report they say that Washington is ranked ninth as far as with the salary cap health and so on and so on. So Washington, good thing about us that we have some money. We just have to change the culture. And I think with EB, I think once EB becomes a head coach, mm-hmm. he could change the culture, not just for the commanders, but more importantly, black coaches. Yes. Because – we too many. I mean, as you said, he should have been a head coach sooner, a, a lot long, longer. And I feel like if he could change the culture, then is this going to be the opening for more black coaches becoming head coaches, man? I believe so.
2: Like I said, I, I it, it, it should still be more. It should be way more black coaches um now. I believe that uh Brian Flores. Should be a head coach again. I think he will be a head coach again. I think when the Steelers went and put him on as his defense, uh, like a linebacker's coach, I think that's where he was, um, opened up the door for him again. And now he's the defensive coordinator in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the doors will be opening for black coaches soon.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to get into that. Let me read a couple more of these comments right here from Rob. Brandon is smoking that Zaza LOL. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't rule that out, man. I mean, the Commanders. who knows? They may actually challenge the Cowboys. They may win Come one on,
2: Rod, You know you ain't really sold on the Cowboys either. Come on now.
1: <laughs> he a Cowboy fan?
2: No, he a Patriots fan.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Pretty
2: sure he ain't sold on the Cowboys either, though.
1: <laughs> Brandon said he'd be all right. Rod responded again. Morgan State Stadium, Townsend University Stadium looks better than FedEx (laughs) Stadium. That is a, I I will not argue about that. That's all I'm going to say. I've said before that FedEx Stadium ain't nothing more than a shit show and a clown show. That's all I'm going to say with that. And an interesting comment from Brandon. He said, I could see Tyler Huntley coming to Washington. You want to respond to that? Um, I do see Huntley
2: uh leaving Baltimore soon. I, I feel like um he's showing that he can be a quarterback that can fight for a starting job. Now, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure a lot of uh teams is probably not gonna want to take this gamble, but Tyler Huntley is a okay quarterback. Now, at times he might force things, um, or he might see things too late. I think let me put it right there. I think Tyler Huntley see things too late. If he can pick up his IQ of seeing things a little bit earlier, Tyler Huntley, because he has a, a good arm, he has good accuracy, um, he's mobile, so I, I I can see. Judy was boring. Hello. Then
0: Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Us using him as a trade bait because I believe he signed with us for at least another year or two. So I I, I can see that happening eventually.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, since you had a problem with me putting Justin Herbert 5, mm-hmm. who is your top 10 quarterbacks before we fin- wrap it up, man, because we got one more conversation.
2: Uh, I would like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Oof.
1: this in yeah. order or are you just naming people? I'm
2: just naming people off the top of the dome right now.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, let's go with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. At four, Lamar will be my fifth. Um, Justin Herbert will be my sixth. Okay. Um. My number seven can be let's throw let's throw Trevor Lawrence in there. I okay. think that Trevor Lawrence is going to take a nice step up this year. Um, he's number seven. Number eight, I'm gonna give it to Aaron Rodgers. Number nine, I like. Like just, I like Geno Smith. Oh, like, and like I've been Gino. telling
1: folks Geno's gonna be a top 10 quarterback. I've been telling people Geno's a top 10 quarterback. People feel like I'm just losing my mind, but people thought one year ain't enough. But I told folks, look, I'd rather take him at this point than Russell Wilson. But, um, your boy Rod said Tyler Huntley, aka Tarod Taylor.
2: Ty Taylor had a good uh, had a good career. Honestly, um, we was the uh, had opened the door for him. He was our backup quarterback during the time. Um, only thing about Ty Taylor he wasn't able to keep that starting job long. He was able to be the starting quarterback to start the season off, but it was always something. Even he, he dealing with an injury, the last he was dealing uh, when he's with the Chargers, he was dealing with a punctured lung because one of the trainers. Had he ejected the needle too far in, into him, so that's the only thing about Tyrod Taylor. Like he has the, he had the tools to be a, a good quarterback in this league. He got a strong arm, he had good accuracy, but it was just durability for Tyrod Taylor.
1: All right, now, man, we got one last subject. As we know on the Commanders Demand podcast, we're gonna do start, bench, or cut. Okay. Because it's you, and we all know you're a Ravens fan, I'm going to add one of your players, okay. I'm going to add one of my players, and I'm going to add one of the players in the NFC East, one of Barry's players on his Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> because we love Barry. We got nothing but love for Barry, even Already. though he is crazy as hell about his Dallas Cowboys. But I got to make it fair. So let me add this. Let's see. We can do it right now. Start, bench, or cut. Mark Andrews, the tight end of the Baltimore Ravens, one of the top three, or in Dev's case, top two tight ends in the NFL, only behind the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. You've got one of Barry's players on the Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, who is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, and also, like Mark Andrews, plays at the OU, Oklahoma folks, I'm an OU type of dude. You see the OU <laughs> helmet. Love me some OU. And, of course, Terry McLaurin. So, Dev, I'm going to let you go first. Start, bench, or cut between one of the three. And people, comment in if you want to add your opinion.
2: Of course, I'm being biased. I'm starting Mark Andrews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Off top. That ain't, that ain't even no question about it. I'm starting off. I'm starting with Mark Andrews. Mr. guy that's like I said, top two tighter in my opinion. Mr. Guy that's reliable. Um, it's always available, it's always can get open. Um there's not many linebackers or safeties that can really play with Mark Andrews. So I'm gonna start off with Mark Andrews. I will bench. Terry McClone. I will mention. Okay. I, I believe he's going to be I, like I told you in early in this uh, episode. I think that he's he has potential of being a top ten um, wide receiver. And C.D. Lamb, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go ahead and cut you for the simple fact that sometimes C.D. Lamb, you you doesn't be there when you are called on. It's been it's been many a times that we they was looking for you as to be the number one wide receiver, the guy. But sometimes C.D. Got the case of dropsies, So <laughs> I'm going to have to go ahead and cut him.
1: Barry going to kill us. I know he's going to
2: kill us. Uh,
1: but, but, but at the same time, I don't give a damn. I, <laughs> I, I'm i going to be biased. I'm going to take Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start him. And the reason why I'm going to start him, and hold on, before I get into God from Newark, I agree. Start Andrews, Scary Terry, and cut CD. I'm going to flip it. I got start Terry McLaurin. Start Terry McLaurin because the past three seasons he's had over a thousand receiving yards. And look at the quarterbacks he's had to work with. Mm-hmm. From God rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins, um, to Kyle Allen, Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, Alex Smith, and he's still able to produce. I mean. To me, and you and shout out to my um our boy Bryson, his podcast, Carving It Up Podcast. He made a great comparison of Terry McLaurin. He is the DeAndre Hopkins because when you look mm-hmm. at DeAndre Hopkins, not in terms of talent, but in production. Mm-hmm. Before he had Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, look at the shitload of quarterbacks he's had to work with. Matt Schaub, uh Case Keenum, Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage. You know, is there any other quarterback I'm forgetting during his time in Houston before he had Deshaun Watson? Uh, T.J. Yates. I forgot T.J. Yates. And then Deshaun Watson and to a lesser extent, Colin Murray have been the best quarterbacks he's worked with. And I hope D. Hop gets an opportunity. I've told people and you may not like this what I'm about to say, Deb, I think he should go to Kansas City. So that he, no, I mean, it it would be office for days, and you may not like hearing, uh, may not like that. So I got start Terry bench. Boy, this really is a tough one for me because Mark Andrews, CD Lamb, both of them are from OU, Oklahoma. Sorry, CD, but I'm benching Mark Andrews. I'm benching Mark Andrews is better at his position. Then you are. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews, I think he's one of the top three, top four tight ends in the NFL. I, I, I mean, there's Kelsey. I mean, we disagree with the two you have, Andrews. I still have Kittle up there. Mm-hmm. You can make an argument Mark Andrews over Darren Waller, even though Darren Waller is bigger, more explosive. But Mark Andrews is consistent. He's productive. so And he's available. So the best ability is availability. So and cut CD because, you know, the past couple of seasons, he had the issues, as you mentioned, with them drops. But I think last year he got better and better. He -hmm. established himself as the number one wide receiver. So start Terry McLaurin because you can make the argument he's a better wide receiver than CD because Mm -hmm. he's still able to produce. I think he's more athletic than CD Lamb and got better hands. Benchmark Andrews because he's better at, at at their positions. Mark Andrews is a top three, top four tight end. Terry McLaurin is a top 10 wide receiver as well as CD. So start Terry because I'm being biased, just like you. Benchmark <laughs> Andrews, cut CD. That's how I look at it. But your boy Rod had something to say. Cut Mark Andrew is Andrews about to have Dennis Pitta hips. LOL,
2: you always trolling, man. Don't worry about Rod, (laughs) that's my guy, though.
1: And he responded one more Ravens tight ends have more miles than Baltimore police cars. Uh, he he, he sounds like he trolling man. I yeah, mean, is he trolling like trolling, this man. on your podcast? Yes,
2: yes, yes. That's him, man. Like I said, man, good guy though, man. He he, he brings that entertainment.
1: All right, and a uh, guy from Newark he responded, haha. Um, fellas, in the comment section below, how do y'all feel about it? Who, which one of the three would you rather start, bench? or cut with between Mark Andrews, Terry McLaurin, or C.D. Lamb. Dev said it himself. He starts Mark Andrews, bench Terry McLaurin, cut C.D. Lamb. I said start Terry McLaurin, bench Mark Andrews, cut C.D. Lamb. The only thing we agree with, cut C.D. No disrespect (laughs) to C.D. No disrespect. I mean, I hate saying that because I'm an OU dude. But at the same time, I don't mad because, again, I love pissing off Dallas Cowboy fans, even though (laughs) I ain't got nothing to brag about as a Commanders fan in terms of winning. One thing I love more than anything else is pissing off Dallas Cowboy fans. And Barry is the perfect example. So, um, Dev, my man, thank you for hopping on to the podcast. Please let our audience know where to find you, man.
2: Man, you're going to also check out At The Bank, also on the same network as my man, Pernell. You feel me? You catch us on the grid network. I drop every Saturday morning. My first live stream show of At The Bank will be this Saturday at 10 a.m. Make sure y'all tune in. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all comment. Make sure y'all share, it, man. And also, make sure y'all check out my thoughts my opinion sports podcast also as i'm sitting here give you general uh sports topics such as the nba and the nfl right now i have my 109th thought out right now talking about dane and this free agency so make sure y'all go check that out on youtube make sure y'all go follow the grid network also you can uh, get, catch those podcasts on that
1: absolutely we will do i'll definitely check out the podcast saturday morning at 10 a.m i'll definitely have a comment Uh, Well, as you all know, folks, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand episode. Appreciate Dev for hopping on. It's your boy Sports PSP. Please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network. Please go like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Another Sports PSP podcast, folks, is coming out probably Friday night. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot to talk about the NFL. We're going to have a lot to talk about the NBA, NFL The hard knocks, the New York Jets will be on hard knocks. How's Aaron Rodgers going to handle all that as far as with the NBA? I'll probably talk about Zion Williamson coming on the Gilbert Arenas podcast Mm -hmm. and what he needs to do differently in order for him to turn around his career. And who knows? We may talk about some other things regarding Outside of sports, we may talk about that Kiki Palmer situation. So um, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll definitely talk about that. If y'all want to hop on to the podcast, I will always leave the StreamYard link in the comment section below. Feel free to hop in. Like I said, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Again, appreciate my boy Deb for hopping on for the podcast, and we is out.